Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to the MMA Shower, sponsored by Hatton James Legal. Uh, please go to hattonjameslegal.com for all your employment law needs. That's hattonjameslegal.com. And in this month's show, we'll be previewing UFC 252, Cormier versus Miocic, or Miocic versus Cormier 3. Um, and this podcast podcast can also be found on srbmedia.co.uk. That's srbmedia.co.uk. You can get podcasts on football, soccer, speedway, uh, music, the whole bunch of uh, podcasts to be found on srbmedia.co.uk. Uh, to contact the show, please use the email address show 7 at gmail.com. The MMA show seven at gmail.com. And we've got a, uh, a couple of fan questions in this month's episode. Twitter is at the MMA shower, at the MMA shower. And Facebook, a Facebook page is Let's Talk MMA. Let's Talk MMA. Yeah, so as I said, in this month's episode, we are going to preview UFC 252, which is on August the uh, 14th or 15th, I believe. And that's the headliner is Miocic versus Cormier 3. So this is the uh, the trilogy, uh, or will be the trilogy. This is the third fight scheduled. And it's uh, it's one each for uh, for each guy. And uh, I've got a special guest, and uh, I'm really excited to welcome back uh, Chris Allen from uh, Chris Allen MMA. Chris, how are you? Hello, sorry I'm about you then. Yeah, really good, thank you, mate. And... Um... Yeah, I really thought about the name for my page and stuff, didn't I? Chris Allen MMA. But, you know, it's been it's been going well, and um, I appreciate you inviting me on. I said it's nice to be a guest for once, which makes a change. And, mate, I always enjoy coming to shows and always have a good chat. Yeah, so you, you've been, uh, you've got your own uh, stuff going on, which we'll, we'll, which we'll talk about in, in, uh, in a fair amount of depth at the, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the podcast. So uh, looking forward to that as well. Um, yeah, so, um Obviously, obviously, there's uh, you know it's it's a bit disjointed the MMA uh, landscape. Um, UFC, you know, to give credit to them, they've got it together in the last two months since was it May when Ferguson and uh, Getche got together, and uh, that was a amazing yep. barnstormer. So, uh, have you been watching a lot on I suppose uh, just mainly UFC on on the, on the old uh, box and that. I've been trying to watch as much as I can, to be honest with you. I'm even starting to watch things like Titan FC and stuff in the States on Fight Plus. But yeah. anyway, it's good. There's some good, fight, there's some good fighters around the world, mate. You know, a lot of mm. these smaller organisations really don't um, get the recognition they, they deserve mm. sort of thing, you know. And But this is what, when, when it comes to that, that talk about myself too much, is that's why I like to go around the regional scene as yeah. well as going to like Bellator and UFC press passes and cage warriors. I like to go to the regional shows and yeah. like stand backstage and chat to those guys as well. Yeah. Because in my eyes, they're the, they're the new beginning, they're the up-and-comers, they're the new breed of fighters that are coming through. Yeah. And um, I think everyone does, um, everyone ex- um, deserves a bit of exposure. It doesn't matter if you're an amateur or you've been a pro. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's the same at the end of the day, and that's the philosophy I've taken it. So, yeah, man, back to your question. So watch, watching all the UFC cards, you can imagine. Yeah. What a great way to come back as well. That's a great card. Um, and I think the, the UFC, Dana White, they've all done so well getting everything on and getting mm. everything sorted as quickly as they have. And the way I look at it is that they've got no fans. They're flying all these guys over to Abu Dhabi, you know, mm. nice hotels. I can see all the fighters are in business class as well. Yeah, noticed, yeah. Things like that. So <laughs> yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure they're making money somewhere, but on lots of pay-per-views. But at the end of the day, um, no, they've really gone all out. And mm. I can't wait to see more cards over there, which there is going to be. I think they announced the Khabib fight's going to be over in Abu Dhabi. I'm not 100% sure, but 
Yeah. Back on Fight Island, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the, the, the last round of fights, which I think uh, this is being pre-recorded, so it's the 25th of July, um, is, is till Whitaker overnight for us. And uh, that's going to be the last fight, fight in, in this month of where they've been in Fight Island. Yaz Island, yeah. I believe it's called, yeah. Yeah, Yaz Island, they do all the Formula One and stuff, but yeah. how, all I can say is, like, congrats to so many of the Brits and stuff, and the, you know I mean, the British, you know, the Irish that have gone over there, they've done so well so far, mm. I think we've got quite quite a good few wins, a lot of our cage, former Cage Warriors guys getting wins over there, and, um, you know, t- tonight's going to be hopefully no different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving on to previewing UFC uh, 252. It's it's a pretty uh, pretty uh, pretty good card. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, good amount of uh, depth to it as well. Which is it's it's particularly important to MMA um, UFC in particular because in in boxing your model is the main event. I mean, I've watched boxing for years and. We never really talked about co-main event or the third fight or even the fourth fight. If you no. see if you see a big boxing, you know, Vegas fight, the even the co-main event, the stadium's half empty. If yeah, not, man, I'm, yeah, I'm the biggest example of that with boxing. I only know who the main event is. Yeah, you know, I don't. I'm, I'm not into boxing as much as I should be. You know, mm. watch it enough, but I couldn't tell you who the co-main events were. Yeah. But as a fan, that's not your fault. I think it's the promoters. They put so much into the main event that, as a fan, you you don't get any build-up with the MMA, with UFC in particular. You know, you sort of know the third fight, even in good prelims. You know, if if you're really into your MMA, you'll know two or three fighters from the prelims as well. Never miss the prelims, man. That's my biggest say. Never miss the prelims. Some of the champions that are champions now all started in the prelims. Yeah. So <laughs> that's it. You never miss them. Um, a lot. I think a lot of people do, and sometimes the prelims is better than the main card. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. And you know, I haven't been to many live events, but you normally get your money's worth. You can be there six hours if you go to the first prelim fight, at least four hours, and then you get your main main course for three hours. That's it. Yep. Then it's actually interesting. When you go to the events; they are, they have to stay on the time schedule, that mm. really strict, like the TV times. Yeah. So if a certain, if say UFC's got to start at one, let's say UFC's in England and it has to start at one in the morning. Yeah. I know it's a stupid example, but yeah. let's say that for example. Yeah. If, but the main event starts has to be at three o'clock on BT Sports. Yeah. For example. So if there's still a prelim left, mm. having a Bellator one time, but the main event is supposed to be getting aired on TV. Right. They actually fight. They actually fight after the main event. The main fight. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, so I was thinking of Bellator. I'm like, there should be one more prelim, but because of the TV stuff, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking the main event happens. And I feel really bad because the event yeah. emptied out. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the TV schedule is king, isn't it? Really. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting when you sit there and watch how much these guys run around at these events. It's, yeah. They don't just sit there. And, Dana White can sit there and enjoy the event because he he runs the whole place. You yeah. Know, he's got people doing the stuff for him as well. But I mean. Yeah, just to get the timings right and the people in the right place at the right time. And it's mm. I've seen guys get pulled up to the curtains and they're like, "No, pull back! No, sorry, we haven't got enough time. Actually, we have to wait till later." Then two minutes later, oh, he finished the fight quickly, quickly get back out there. It's yeah. like Jesus, man! These fighters have all this to play with as well, and it's but they do it very well. Yeah. And on top of getting into a fight, you've got all the uh, all the other things going on as well. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the 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 card in the the reason the um, you know the model is that way because in MMA there's there's many ways to get injured and uh, I think they keep the far the card stacked because if someone pulls out you can always maybe move the co-main event up or bring someone else in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but okay, moving on to the actual card itself. So you know we, we could have uh, probably picked four, five fights out, but we're going to start with a bantamweight bout and um, a, a a young man called Sean O'Malley, who most people would have heard of, and uh, he's he's definitely got some star quality, um, and he's got stuff to back it up with as well. Uh, against a, a tough, gritty uh, veteran of Marlon Vera. Um, so, so give us your thoughts on that f- sort of first matchup that we're looking at. Well, it's nice to see Sean O'Malley back as well, quite quickly. 
which is always nice to see. He's obviously got a lot of talent. Um, he's, he's becoming a big name in the MMA world at the moment, especially with the younger generation, I've noticed. There used to be a lot of people talking about McGregor, and you hear a lot of people talking about Sean O'Malley now. And it's the way he finishes his fights, obviously. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a knockout artist. He likes to finish fights, and it's exciting to watch. Mm. Um, but Marlon Vera, as you said, he is... You know, he, he's experienced, he's veteran in this sort of, you know, this sport. He's, he's still young himself, though. He's no old bloke, you know, at all. But yeah. he has fought some of the best in there. Mm. You know, he's fought people like, like legends of the UK, like Brad Pickett as well. Yeah. You know, he's been in there with John Lineker. It didn't go too well for him. Yeah. But, uh, but, but he is coming off, obviously, he obviously is coming off a loss to Song Yedong, the yeah. best name in the UFC. <laughs> uh, um, and... I, well, if you want a prediction from me, Sean O'Malley is just going to do what he always does and he's mm. going to finish it pretty soon, I think. I don't think this one's going to last too long, but Marlon Vera would have been sitting back looking at what O'Malley's been doing and, you know, it's quite it's quite a similar style, you know, in each fight he's doing and I know, it works for him, fantastic, you know, but there's always someone who's going to find the hole in your game mm. and it's, it's interesting to see when that hole's going to be found in certain fighters, like... It's never been found in Khabib. Well, it sort of has, I guess. Ari Quintner took him all the rounds and things like that. Yeah. Um, it's, but, you know, John Jones as well, you know, we found his hole in his game. Gustafsson, the taller guy, when he had that great fight. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what, what's going to give Sean O'Malley his test. But I think at this level, no disrespect to Vera, I think he's very capable of competing within the top six or seven for sure. Yeah. I, I think um, with uh, with Sean, he, he's, he's definitely got that uh, gifted factor you know these he does things that you can't really train in a gym uh, train for yeah. um but then at the moment he's 12 and 0 and uh, you know he's he's on a, obviously on a run and uh, but then you start to always say well what if he fights x fighter or fights yeah. a fighter with this style um and then i think the question marks are valid but also i think his his talent is is valid as well um, well, his quality all round. Like, yeah. I just see a lot of his, um, a lot of people seeing his stand-up game, you know, and things like that recently in the UFC, like you know, head kicks, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, before he came to the UFC, obviously he was fighting the UFC. He came from the Contender Series. Obviously, mm. he came away for a bit. Yeah. Uh, but he did some grappling events. There. I think it was Quintet, Quintet or Quintet. Oh, or something. yeah. It was, yeah. Like, it, was like, it was like a grappling event. Quintet. So he was, yeah. He, he fought like. Takanori Gomi, I think he mm. fought, I think he lost to Lombard, and he fought Melendez, I think, yeah, yeah, and he won a couple of them, I think, you know. So high-level high grapplers, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate, high-level grapplers, you know, and he's mm. competing with them on the ground, and what he'd done in his last two fights, so to Quinones and Wineland, is just stunning, you know what yeah. I mean, especially with Wineland as well, like, Wineland, no one knocks that guy like that, you know, so, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that, that finish with Eddie, Eddie Wineland was uh, just... Um, it was just precision. It reminded me of uh, Anderson Silva when he, got, he knocked out Forrest Griffin with one punch, a uh, straight yep. punch, almost like a paw. But the difference was Forrest Griffin was moving towards um, Anderson Silva, but he was one and he just walked away. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. The, the fight Forrest Griffin tries to forget the most, you know, I remember. <laughs> yeah, and Forrest Griffin, probably one of the toughest fighters ever just tapped when the, the last time he got you know knocked down he just tapped and in the air he did an air tap like forget it um yeah, it's like, what the what the hell was that about? <laughs> yeah man I, i'm not going to get into it but i'm going to say is that the days before proper testing that's all i'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> arguments. yeah that, that, that will take us to another show yeah yeah um yeah, and Sean O'Malley, he's, he's got a, a few knockouts with this spinning uh, spinning back kick, I think normally around the temple area. And uh, for all the uh, martial arts historians, there was an American kickboxer, Benny the Jet Ugueris, or Ugueris, and um, he had a very good spinning back kick, uh, Benny the Jet. And uh, go online and see some of his, uh, probably 70, slightly before my time, but i obviously looked at it since then 70s he was at his peak and he was world champion for X number of years maybe 10 maybe more and he would do a spinning back kick and he would just literally break people's ribs and uh, amazing so <laughs> if he can uh, in MMA it's harder because obviously you can get taken down so uh, you don't get the same freedom and luxury as you do in a kickboxing match but still he incorporates it, and he's he's got a you know two or three knockouts uh, based on that. So uh, 
If he keeps winning, yeah. he's he's an obvious. He's already a star, but if he keeps winning, he's he's ob- the obvious next big thing. The thing is, like what what people think is like he's quite new to the sport and stuff like that. Well, he's been he's been doing it since like 2012. So I think he started 2013 as an mm. amateur. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, he turned pro like a couple of years later, sort of thing. So really, he's been a pro for five years. You know, he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, you know, he's been fighting a lot of different organisations and things like that. And um, I think this. It's, it's going to be interesting to see with O'Malley because a lot of people, you know, they're quite fresh to sport. They come in, they go on a tear, then all of a sudden it's all over. But mm-hmm. for him, he's been there, seen it and done it. The only thing he hasn't seen is a loss, but he has seen tough fights. So yeah. I think I think this could be the beginning of a, you know, a new sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, like a new era. persona, a new era. That's it, a new era of, uh, of himself sort of thing. You know, it's like when... Um, Adesanya beat when he beat um, Anderson Silva. That to me was like Anderson Silva finally passed the torch over, you know, to yeah. Adesanya. Like, right, it's your it's your turn now. Yeah, you know, and I think I think we're going to see see the same with Sean O'Malley. Yeah, and um, it, I think you 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 sort of uh, slightly touched on it. He the last time he fought was in June at, at his age and the fight he had. I think he knocked out Eddie Wineland in was it twenty a minute or something like that. Yeah, it was a. I'll be trying to find it. A minute and fifty-four seconds. Yeah, so obviously he took no damage, and he didn't really. His hardest thing would have been the training cap rather than the fight. Um, so you know his age and and where he's at, he, he's going to be completely fresh and chomping at the bit for this one. Six, uh, eight weeks yeah. later. Yeah. That's it, mate. It's, it's always he's going to be one of those ones. Everyone watches. Look, he's on the main card of a. Pay-per-view already. He's only had he's only had been back two proper fights. Yeah, you know, in the UFC. It's he, he's the third fight in from the uh, second fight from the main event. Yeah. So, so uh, it is. Oh, okay, because I was, I was looking earlier. I've got the two heavyweights, the co, then the light heavyweight. You know, the Magomed. Yeah. I'm looking at UFC.com and they've got it third. So I don't know if it's changed since then. I know what you mean. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Good friend though. Well, he yeah. deserves it, you know. But again, he's he's on a pay-per-view card. Like, how old is he? Twenty twenty-four, twenty-five, something like that. Is he a twenty-four, twenty-five? He's got. I think we've got a, a smaller John Jones coming up through the ranks here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, interesting, mate. Interesting to see. I don't think there's any any sort of uh, dispute amongst us that we're going for uh, O'Malley fairly quick TKO. Or... Yeah, I think I think. I think Vera's. Um, well, he just he just did come off a nice three round fight, you know. That's another thing. Vera could take him. He could try and like hold him, and mm. that's the only way you're going to stop O'Malley. You've got to wrestle him or hold on to him. You know what I mean? His ground game off from the bottom so good as well. It's the thing with jiu-jitsu and stuff yeah. like that. So the only thing Vera can do is try and take him to the later rounds. But again, mm. we have seen him go to the later rounds in the UFC yeah. before. You know, and if so, um, I don't know, mate. I'm just trying to stick up for Vera. Vera's going to lose. He's not really got a chance. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, with someone like uh, O'Malley with, with the uh, sort of flashy kicks and, uh, and he, he's obviously got power in his, in his punches, you, you really have to close the distance and make it a, a bit of a, a, you know, a dirty, gritty fight up against the cage, takedowns. And, but I'm not, I don't think Vera, Vera's got that kind of um, sort of skill set to do that for three rounds. But... Uh, um, but yeah, we shall see it. But I, I don't see anything past O'Malley's fairly quick win, to be honest. But I think it's the right fight for him. I think he ha- he shouldn't jump too fast. I think he's been given by Vera tough fight. Take it, his experience, you know. So mm. yeah, take that fight, and then depending on how he finishes, I reckon we'll determine who his next opponent will be. Yeah, because uh, um, Garbrandt uh, O'Malley mentioned Garbrandt, and uh, um, Garbrandt had his own one punch, you know, walk off, didn't he? Uh, that was incredible. That 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 was just yeah. that was what was that? I forgot his name already. It was. Uh, I see his face. I'm looking at his face now. I can't forget. I can't remember. But um, legend fight, veteran fight. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. What a knockout, man. Was it the uh, what's the bantamweight? Oh my god. Um, das Son. It's gonna really upset me now. It's, I was looking at his face. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, R- Ribeiro. Oh god. He'll come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that he had his own uh, one. Asensel, Raphael Asensel. Oh, yeah, Asensel, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, but, uh, yeah, so do you think if O'Malley wins, uh, Garbrandt is too soon for him or next fight? No, no Garbrandt will be fine. 
Garbrandt was coming off what three or four losing streak or whatever it was before he won that. Three losses, think, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think yeah, it's a good fight for O'Malley if he wins this one, definitely. But don't forget, two of those losses in a row were to Dillashaw, and uh, judging by what you said about Anderson, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that's the other thing as well. I yeah. like Garbrandt though; he's down to earth fighter sort of thing. Yeah, you know, what I mean, he might come across a bit cocky, but he is quite down to earth to be fair. And yeah, mate. That would be a good fight, but I think O'Malley will take anyone, to be fair. Yeah. Just step in. Even one of those guys who steps in. Yeah, short notice, long notice, ranked, unranked, he'll just, he'll just go in, won't he? Yeah. yeah, I think that's the sort of fighter he is. Okay. Uh, moving on to Junior Dos Santos, who's been around for forever in the heavyweight scene. Um, yeah, man. Must be... Whew, Seven, eight years? When was Kane first champion? A good six, seven years ago. Yeah, I remember the Kane Velasquez days. I remember he beat Kane Velasquez. We were watching that live. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, mate. Like, it's, it's nice to actually talk to someone like yourself. You know, a lot of these new people in there, you go back to like 2008, eight, nine. they're like, who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, mate, like, some of, the, some of the great fights that that guy had, mate, he's been in the UFC for so long, yeah. hasn't he? He's, been, yeah. he's beaten Badoom, he's beaten um, Crocop, he's beaten... Tiger, Shane Nelson, Roy Nelson, yeah. but that Frank Mir, yeah, you know, he's beaten yeah. everyone. He's beaten he's beaten Shane, everyone. Mate. Shane and, uh, Carwin and uh, yeah, yeah, and then he's beaten some of the new up and comers like Taito Vista. He beat yeah. Derek Lewis. I mean, knocked him out. But he, Curtis Blades was a bit of a trouble for him. And Gardner, obviously, but that's so. Back to what you were saying. That's going to be the trouble for Junior in this one. He's coming off two losses against Rosenstreet, who, at the end of the day, he just got knocked out by bloody what's his name, Gardner. Yeah. Going, didn't he? But if it wasn't for that, you, you know what I mean. If he got through that, he might have had a chance in that fight. So, as much as I love to Santos, he's got the best stand-up. He did have the best stand-up in MMA, I thought. At one oh point. yeah, boxing's, yeah. boxing's amazing, yeah. you know. And um, but um, I think this is going to be a tough one for him. I really do. I think to Santos, it's going to be tough. And I'm going with um, Rosenstreet on this one. Right. I think. Without being horrible, I don't like to say it because he's a legend, but you know, age does get the better of you eventually. Mm. And I think he's he's been there, done that, and I don't want him to lose again because he's already lost two. I want him to lose three, then retire. We mm. saw it happen with Chuck Liddell, you know, and things like that. Then you look at people like BJ Penn, that was just terrible. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, and you still want to see that sort of stuff. Like, but Rose Street, he's only 31, right? 32. How old is the now? Uh, I'm not sure. He must be mid thirties now. Yeah, I'm not he's sure. Oh, he's, oh, do you know what? He's only thirty-six. Oh, I'm horrible. I thought yeah. he was older than that. No, he's oh, mid thirties. Okay. Yeah, he was a young guy when he came in, eight, well, nine, ten years ago. Yeah. Heavyweights, heavyweights last longer anyway, don't they? Look at Randy Couture. What was he? Forty-six, forty-seven. Yeah, mid forties. Yeah, easy. And uh, exactly. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Dos Santos, as you said, easily the best boxer in the heavyweights probably the best and I'm talking about single discipline not MMA boxing I'm talking if he yeah. got into a ring and I think he's got some Golden Gloves awards to, to prove it as well um, yeah, yeah when, he, when he came in eight, nine, ten years ago whenever it was he, his boxing was incredible um, and he, he won Kane was a champion and, and Kane beat um, Lesnar to become the champion and then it was the first UFC on a... What did they used to call it then? It was the first UFC fight night, so non-pay-per-view. Was it like, was it like UFC Fuel or something? Or I can't remember that. Yeah, it, it was the first uh, non-pay-per-view UFC event, and it was on yes. Fox. Yeah, U, UFC on Fox it was. And, uh, and, that, and it was a weird production, because, you know, with the pay-per-view, they take you through all the card, and they build it up. Uh, obviously, maybe they didn't, weren't sure how it's going to go, so they didn't spend much money on the production. And I, I think it was two fights. It was co-main and then the uh, the heavyweight championship. And then Dos Santos just clipped uh, um, Velasquez and uh, he became champion. And then, obviously, Velasquez destroyed him the other two times. And, uh, and I'm wondering if those two destructive fights... Um, Against Kane, uh, I think there were two in a row. I, I can't remember if if he got beat, then he you know fought someone else and came back. But they were two savage five round, and one of them shouldn't have been a five round beating. I know Herb Dean gets a lot of credit, but he's made some terrible decisions 
He just lets people literally die before they uh, give up. I mean, Luke Rockhold, when he destroyed Weidman, that, that's another fight that comes straight to mind. Um, so yeah, I wonder if th- those beatings uh, sort of slowed DeSantos down a bit. Maybe. That, that could be it, because it always... But the good thing, so... If I, that was one person, Cain Velasquez, and no one could touch Velasquez at that time, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but you are right because after that is when because he was on a massive winning streak all before that. But then it came to I think he won like eight fights in a row, maybe even more, like nine, ten before he fought Velasquez the second time. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fifteen and one maybe, or something like that. And then um, after that, he just it went a bit downhill. He lost to Overeem. He lost to Miocic. So don't get me wrong, losing to them isn't exactly something. Mm. But he should be he should be beating over him in my eyes, um, and then lost to Ingarnu and Blades. This comes back to what I was saying: is this the is this the slow decline, mm. you know, of the new breed coming through? Uh, I really hope it's not. But look, never count the Samuels out, man. He he can do spinning kicks and everything, mate. Yeah, you know that, what I mean. That's how we beat Mark Hunt. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, not really, and I mean, he can knock anyone out. And yeah. he's got and he can and he's got a gas tank. So if I was put my money on it, I'd put it on Rosen Street. But mm. I don't know. It, that that's a slightly dodgier one because heavyweight anything can happen. So, mm. But they both. What's interesting is that they've both been like knocked out by a Garner. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they um, they know it's not going to be a harder punch than that coming for each of them. SRP Media. Yeah, so moving on to the uh, to the main event, it's uh, Cormier versus Miocic. It's the third fight. Um, they've obviously won each. Uh, Cormier destroyed um, Miocic in the first one fairly quickly. I think it was a couple of minutes in the first round. Definitely didn't go at the first round. And then uh, the uh, the second fight was uh, a much more of a uh, a war of attrition and. Uh, Cormier was winning the first half and then, uh, as you said, I think before uh, Cormier got a bit uh, arrogant, started walking sort of hands down and just trying to walk through punches. But Miocic turned it around and, and dug deep. So uh, where's your hard-earned money going to go on this and why? Well, my hard-earned money would go on this. Is, um, if if I had to pick anyone, because this is a tough one to pick straight away. As I said, both, both guys are fighting each other for the third time in the space of two years yeah. it's like they've been training for one person for all that time mm. you know and, and um, uh, Cormier did have a fight in between you know what I mean but um, obviously it's, I'm being stupid now is this Stipe's first fight back I, I, I think so yeah I can't remember it him is, yeah, yeah it is so it's his first fight back you know Cormier stayed a little bit active but um, I think no, do you like ignore me I'm talking rubbish mate. I'm Corm- Cormier yeah as an like, it's, fight it's, yeah it's, it's both their first fight, yeah. So yeah. it's like they've been training for the same person for this amount of time, yeah. which is just in my head. It's like so the first fight, you know, yeah, Cormier dominated and won. Second fight, mm. Cormier, I think, will see the mistakes he made and focus more on his wrestling. Yeah. But I know when we spoke before. I was thinking I was I was easy more towards Miocic, you know. But after thinking about it for a bit longer, yeah. If if Cormier can domin- if Cormier can use his wrestling dominantly like we've seen him do against so many people, and even if it takes five rounds, you know, mm. I reckon he can do it. And um, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see him win this fight. Stipe again, as long as as long as uh, Cormier doesn't think he's still a light heavyweight and just walk through a few punches to get on the inside, because unfortunately he's the in between weight. You know, he, he can do is. the middle and in yeah. between heavyweight and light heavyweight. He's, he's quite. He's shorter than quite a lot of heavyweights, you know. Yeah. But uh, they say that to Mike Tyson. That's all I can say as well. <laughs> he wasn't the tallest. <laughs> no. But, um, but obviously, he likes to get in on the inside and then obviously land shots. But I think he needs to focus more on his wrestling. Hold him up against the cage. It might yeah. be a bit boring. But I think he should. I think that's going to be his aim to success. So if he does that, then my money's definitely going on Cormier. Stipe, again, he's got the skills, but again, it comes down to the. Um, you know, lack more of nutrition and who wants it more. Yeah. But I think Cormier's got that as well as a couple of other things. Yeah. So I think the wrestling is just what's going to be the, the key to this fight. Yeah, and, and you make a good point about the, the, the last time the last time they both fought, uh, which literally is going to be a year to the day that they, the last fight was August the 17th. And this fight is on August the 14th, 15th. And... Uh, so yeah, it's literally going to be a, a full twelve months since they both had a had, had a fight. So it's going to be uh, 
I don't know who who stayed in in the best shape, who who reacted better to the layoff. Uh, I know yeah, Cormier was gonna fight before pre um, pre pandemic COVID nineteen, um, but then obviously he didn't fight. So uh, I don't know if he had half a training camp or full training camp or, or, or what what he went through. But Cormier can definitely do something different, and that's going to be his wrestling. And he's made he's been on uh, a few podcasts. Uh, Ariel Hawani's he does a, a Monday show. Um, and he, he, he's categorically said, he said, look, I'm going to wrestle. He's not, you know, trying to be cute with tactics or game plan. He's just said, look, I'm going to wrestle. Uh, and then if you're in Miocic camp, then do you spend six weeks defending wrestling takedowns? Um, that, that's going to be the coach's call and where the coach earns his money. It's going to be more than six weeks of Finn Cormier's takedowns. He's an Olympian, you know. But, um, but Miocic is no slouch. He's at NCAA as well. Yeah, true. But again, a wrestler on his back, they don't like that. Yeah. You know, it's something that they've never liked too much. As the game's evolving, a lot of them are incorporating jiu-jitsu in more, but I can't see, I can't see Miocic throwing up a triangle and Cormier, you know, and catching it. So, but, I think it's almost a game like who, who ends up on top, but I think Miocic is going to keep it on the feet, keep it at a distance, you know, keep it a ranged fight. If it's, that's what I'd do anyway. You know, just try and pick Cormier apart. But Cormier's very durable. Like, we know he can take a shot. Do you remember when Rumble... Johnson sent him halfway across the cage. Yeah, right yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. right. In yeah, exactly. The, yeah. I thought he killed him. Yeah. You know, but he, still, but he, he took that. And um, you know, Cormier, he's been, how many times he fought Trilogy, like all these sort of like fights before. He's fought the Jones one as well. You know, John Jones ain't no slouch and he fought him how many times? A couple of times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, mate, Cormier's been there and seen it and fought the best. So, in my eyes, he should beat Miocic. He should have beaten the last fight. He just got a bit lazy, I found yeah. Well, I say lazy. He's in there fighting one of the best in the world in the case. <laughs> but, you know, maybe he let his guard down. Let me say. Yeah, that that's probably more accurate. And uh, or he or he may have got a bit arrogant, thinking that you know he destroyed him in the first fight. He was winning the second fight, you know, fairly handsomely. And uh, I reckon he got a bit arrogant and a bit cocky. Call me. A, that's the thing, mate. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's it, mate. And um, I think Luke, win or lose his next fight, that would be. I think that'll be the last we see of Cormier. Yeah, he's 41 now, and he said he wanted to check out before he was 40. So if he would have won the fight last year, he would have checked out, you know, a winner. Um, yeah, and he's not going. He's not going to go back and fight John Jones again. No, no, so, that's too far no, but gone. That, that, that would be cool, a heavyweight title. John Jones coming the light heavy and heavyweight champion. That'd be cool. Yeah. And that, that's what would happen as well. Oh yeah, I mean uh, for John Jones, I, I think he should move up because um, he, he's 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 getting found out at light heavyweight. Um, I think Reyes won that fight. Um, yeah, me too. I um, think Gustafsson won that like, that fight years ago as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, but uh, Cormier. I, I think um, from Miocic, Miocic's respect, yeah, there there is a difference in level. NCAA is not Olympic, and you know that's why you. You have these all these grades of uh, of competition, but um, I think it's easier to be a defensive wrestler than than an offensive wrestler. If if Miocic wanted to go on the front foot with wrestling, then I think there would be more doubts because you've got a time you take, you know, you take down your single takedown, your double takedown, um, and whether you're going to be offensive wrestler or, or a reactive wrestler, and, and there's a lot where defensive. Someone comes at you, you, you sprawl, you drop your hips, and if you've yep. got enough technique and strength, and you know more times than than not, you can uh, keep that person from taking you down. Um, and the yeah. the only thing I think Miocic can change is maybe go into the body earlier. He, I think he waited till the third or fourth round, um, and I don't think Daniel can do much about his body. He's what shape he is, and he's not going to change at forty one. No, exactly. That is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right. It's straight down the middle, fifty-fifty. That they've both got, you know, elite um, sort of I, I, uh, attributes. I put, I put money. I put money on Stepe going for a takedown in the first round. Oh, okay. Right, I guarantee it. Just, just to mix it up with um, Cormier. You'd yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna try. If Cormier gets put on his back, it's not going to be a good time for him, mate. No. Do you know no. What I mean? so, exactly. And the later round. And Miocic can throw some heavy bombs, as as we've seen. And uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting game plan because that could play with Cormier's mind because everyone's expecting it. And he said it himself, you know, he's just going to wrestle. He's not, he's not focusing on him anything else and that's that's the mistake he, he said he did in the second fight he said I just should have wrestled more but I think he admitted he got arrogant he was winning the first two rounds I think he did he knock down Miocic or he certainly you know laid on a few punches where you think the fight is in trouble um, yeah. and, he, and he just started walking thought he could walk through a, a 15 16 stone man's punches but uh, he, you know he found out he can't that's it, mate. That's it. That's, that's that's what I love about this game. Anything can happen at any time. Yeah. So you're you're going for uh, Miocic? Oh, no, nah, Cormier. Cormier will do him. Okay. Cormier wrestling. Cormier wrestling. Decision. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it though. I think it's going to be a. It's going to be it's going to be on a knife edge, and uh, I think one a mistake from either fighter will probably. Uh, um, probably make the difference I think yeah it's going to be an interesting one and and they're both very uh, level headed and uh, you know they'll both do their homework and uh, come back with a better fight plan fight game plan yeah, so. yeah I think you're right it'd be interesting to see um, what the odds are on those two I'm going to actually have a look in a second yeah. and uh, it'd be interesting to see who they've, who they've actually got as um, you know being the the winner who do you think they'll be the better odds um, I think you mean the longer odds uh, or the favourite. The say who'd be the favourite? I think Miocic will be the favourite um, for this fight, not by much. I think it'll be something like odds on for Miocic and maybe evens for Cormier. You know, you're not going to get, you know. No, they both Cormier and Steve are exactly the same odds to win. Really. <laughs> Yeah, 10, 10, 10 to 11, 10 to 11. Well, yeah, so the, the bookies can't even right. split it, can they? Yeah. No, the bookies can't even split it. And, you know, I'm sure they're expecting a decision on that as well. But, yeah, mate, it's going to be a good card. Yeah. The whole card's going to be good, man. It's in, and, like, we forget, we, know, we, have, know we can't talk about it all, but, we, you know, we've got Frankie Edgar on the card as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great fight. Yeah. We've got Magadev and Kalev. I can never say his name, but he's another Dagestani who's tearing through everyone. Yeah. That's going to be a great fight. John Dodson's even on the undercard, I think, as well. So, yeah, man, there's some, there's some good fights in that. Kind of and that's Frankie Edwards', Edwards um, Bantamweight debut, is it? Um, yeah, I think so. Pedro yeah. Munoz, Mark Munoz, Pedro Munoz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's his uh, Bantamweight debut, but... Um... Okay, that that brings us to the end of the the preview for well, not the whole card obviously, but the first three, uh, the, or the you know the, from the main card. Um, and uh, so I'd just like to uh, take this opportunity and just see see what you're up to, Chris. I know you've you've done in the last twelve months. You've done a lot. Obviously, with COVID, it slowed you down a bit with live shows, but. You you know you you've got your podcast you're doing you've done journalism you've done some promotion so just give us you know fill us in on what you're doing and what you got planned. As you said at the moment it's, it's bloody quiet. That's the mm. question because I've got I even look after a few fighters you know unofficially you know find them fights and things like that mm. and um, you know can't get them any regional cards in the UK at the moment as you can imagine oh, there's just no crowds and that's yeah. what funds these events. So the fighters can't get paid if there's no crowds. Yeah. So yeah, that that's been a problem. But there's a lot of things in the work. A company called Shogun MMA. They've had about three or four shows. They're based up north, uh, County Durham way. And doing this, um, the last show was great. We had four or five. I think it was four champions from outside the UK. You know, so they definitely they definitely invested in that a lot. And they've said to me that they're happy for me to put one on in the south. So yeah, look out for that. That'd be good to see a show done in Maine in the south. Yeah, bit of promoting, stress of matchmaking. Oh, that's always fun. Mm. Matchmaking is always a nightmare, as any matchmaker would tell you. <laughs> it's never fun at all, mate. No, it's like what's the uh, what's the hardest part about matchmaking? Is it availability or styles or all of it? There's lots of things you can get divas. Yeah. Okay. But uh, but not many of them. Those fair. A lot of people at the moment want to fight because obviously the COVID yeah. situation there. Yeah. But um, what can stop it is money. Right. You know, not enough purse. Yeah. Um, there's not enough purse to be involved. This isn't talking for all of them, though. No, no, no. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
not enough purse or you know short notice as well. You'd be surprised me short notice fights come up. Yeah, you know, like like six days. You know, there's a fight coming up. Mm. And I was like, well, it's great. You know, was, <laughs> there's not much time to prepare for that. But again, that could be another problem. Yeah. Um, visa issues is always an interesting one, especially when we come out of Europe as well. Yeah, that might be interesting. Right. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, see, see, see how that, see how that's all going to pan out. Mm-hmm. But no, apart from that, it's all really good. And, you know, some good fighters around at the moment I'm talking to, and yeah, it's, there's definitely going to be some good fighters on these cards. And look out for Shogun MMA. I'm also helping out another one. It's uh, it's called Olympus MMA. Yeah. Um, it's nothing mega mega official yet, but it's going to be a, an MMA event with a bit of a twist on it. Okay. So you might, but a bit more like corporate high level, you know, sort of sort of events, sort of things like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, you know, getting a free course with might be nice. <laughs> Not some fights, <laughs> but that's something I might be getting involved with. It's like a charity sort of thing. Yeah. As well, like, I do some white collar MMA, which hasn't been ventured in too much. Yeah, I've you know, heard about that on the, on the net. White collar MMA, yeah. For, obviously following the boxing model, yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot of mixed views on that say a lot of people can get hurt but you got to remember they're not going to throw elbows at each other right you know, they can't do that it's yeah. just like you've got to do like the sort of amateur rules if the basics rules. Yeah. yeah 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 you can't throw elbows and yeah. like knees knees and things like that no, it doesn't work like that but you can throw headshots and stuff and yeah so on, on like standing up things like that and obviously bigger gloves as well yeah you know, eight, eight, uh, like seven or eight ounce gloves I can't remember what they are yeah but yeah mate so, but yeah but that's going to be something interesting give some of the locals a chance I'm the fastest growing sport in the UK at the moment so yeah. that's getting busy as well um, also doing like for yourself doing a podcast show as well um, in COVID I thought what can I do to keep myself busy while none of us are at work and mm. I've, been, I've interviewed fighters in the past, you know, for Martial Arts Chat Podcast with John McElroy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's got a great show, Martial Arts Podcast, yeah. Yeah, man. So I was helping him a lot at that as well. And um, he's a great guy, you know. Yeah. He, he, actually, he actually encouraged me. He goes, look, he says, like, go do your own thing if you want to, sort of thing, you know. Mm. You definitely can try. And he was good, you know, it's good of him to do that. And because I, I, on his show, I made, I got to interview some great people on his show. Yeah. Uh, some fighters, like, we're talking all the way from, like, Regional cage warriors, you know, UFC like we had Gillian Robertson. Yeah. Um, I even got. To, I was even lucky enough to interview Ken Shamrock for an hour. Yeah, you know, yeah. I was... to Ken Shamrock for like an hour's time, an hour long chat about you know how he got into things and yeah. his new bed. To me, mate, that was it. I could have died happy right then. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but um, no, so that was great. And so my own show now, I just do video once as opposed to just talk. So I do Skype video. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's just something, something a bit different to what I've done before. I thought I'd try it out. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it seems to be working all right. Got a YouTube channel, Chris Allen MMA show. It takes a while to pick up though. I won't, I won't lie. You know, mm. you get, you get, you know, a lot, a lot of people are getting, getting good feedback though, which is the main thing. We're getting some decent people on there. So we've got again UFC fighters, Cage Warriors, a lot of Bellator guys. You know that I've grown quite close to in Cage Warriors as well. Yeah. Uh, and these are all top top quality people, man. You know, like mm. I speak, they, they they message me like even when we're not interviewing and we chat and whatever, you know, and just down to earth, you know. They just appreciate, you know, someone's reaching out to them, and you know, a lot of people are trying to reach out to big big names, you know, because they want to build their their reputation, their page, mm. you know, they want to like, blow really quickly. But in my eyes, you know, that first of all, that's a one in a million chance, you know, you're going to get those sort of opportunities, you know, to get one on ones for those sort of things. Yeah, but. But um, you know, if you've, you've got to, you've got to look at like the, you know the cage warrior scene, you know the Benetton scene as well. These guys are top level fighters in Benetton, you know, and things like that in cage warriors. And yeah. people are missing out on what's coming through. They're seeing all these guys on Fight Island, like Modestus. I've been watching Modestus Picasso for a long time. Yeah, you know, just seeing Jai Herbert's fighting tonight. Got Mick, uh, Mike Grundy fighting as well. Mm. Uh, Nicholas Dolby had a mass, an absolute war in cage warriors. He's fighting tonight on Fight Island. They've got Paul Craig up there. It's just, I think it's just a. Uh, these people need a lot more, a bit more exposure. Nathaniel Wood as well, yeah, the prospect. Yeah, mm. yeah exactly. Yeah, and I think these guys just, you know, they deserve more, more exposure. They're getting a lot of exposure now. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I've, I've, and especially I also say I do a lot of um, interviewing of people on the, like the amateur scene as well. Because in my eyes, these are the, these are the up and coming guys that are coming through the sport. This is the new breed of fighters, and yeah. some of these amateur guys, I'm telling you now, quite easily take on a lot of the pros that I see out there at the moment. Mm. And I mean, but they're just biding their time. They're learning and learning and learning. You know, these guys are like 18, 19. Yeah. You know, they've got undefeated amateur records. And I mean, there's, there's, it's interesting to see what's coming through. And I go down to these regional events because I'm lucky enough to actually get 
through mindmainnews.com, a gentleman called Eric Cowell in California. He gets me on my press passes for Bellator, Cage Warriors, UFC. So yeah. I'm, I'm lucky enough to actually go backstage and chill out with the fighters in the view. It's actually it's quite surreal the first couple of times you do it. It really is. Yeah. But, um, like all fantastic people, really nice companies. You know, they look after you and bring you food and water and all sorts of stuff. You know, they're great. It's really nice. And um, obviously you get to watch the fights close up, which is always surreal as well. When you realise the cage is about an arm's length in front of you. <laughs> it's quite bad. <laughs> Yeah, but but apart from doing that, you know, I'd love going to the regional shows as well. You know, the local shows and doing yeah. some backstage like media stuff there as well, so they can get some exposure. Mm. You know, interview some of their guys on camera, like after their fights when they win. You know, let them talk about it. You know, blah blah yeah. blah. And you know, I just finally really appreciate it. And I'm not earning loads of, but I'm not earning a living out of it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I do. I love it. I think these guys expect and deserve the exposure. Man, I just love doing it. If I make money out of it, like enough money out of it, then fantastic. If yeah. not, then whatever. You know, yeah. that's the attitude everyone have. And you know what? It will come naturally. And you won't be greedy. Yeah. It'll come. It'll and, you're, come. and you're enjoying it, aren't you? So uh, you're loving, yeah, man, loving I'm, it. I'm, yeah. Yeah, when I, when I drive to London, you know, park up at the O2 and go to these events, like um, press bar stuff there and stuff. It's like, um, you know, I've got, I pay for all that. You know, yeah. like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure the owner would happily pay for me to do that. You know, yeah. but I don't ask really. I don't ask really from them. They, he's Eric's put my name out there so much and helped me out with doing things. Initially, when I started with him, I was a write. I just sent them a few articles. I was just thought, oh, I'm gonna do a bit of writing. I've done yeah. podcasting. I'm, I'm gonna write now. What I'm talking about. And he took me on. He's, he was in the top ten MMA blogging sites in the world. Right. Listed recently. So mm. he's, they're doing really, really well over there. Got some really good writers there. And then from there it progressed, and because I'm one of the only UK guys he's got, I asked if he can get me into events, he sends an email, and then I, I reply. You was yeah, in. There we go. Yeah. I was in, mate, and I, I, can't, I can never thank him more for doing that and helping me out. And mm. it's just the experiences as well, you know, you get in there, you meet, you meet all these fighters you've seen on TV for so long, you're standing mm. side by side with them. Yeah. You know, it's not every day you sit down and have a chat with Dan Hardy for five minutes about just life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, little things like that because obviously Dan Hardy corners a lot of people in Bellator and Cage Warriors as well mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt and all them guys and yeah top guys and yeah man they said it's sort of living the dream if you were getting if you could do it full time but <laughs> yeah man I enjoy what I do I've been given some great opportunities and yeah man the people around me are all supportive the wife's supportive mm-hmm. some and things like that so yeah man I can't, I can't really complain and I'm yet to get told I'm absolutely shit and useless which I'm sure some people will think you know, I get that, <laughs> but whatever, I'll take any, I'll, I'll take any criticism, it's fine, but all I can say is that if people want to give me a follow, Chris Allen MMA on Facebook, Instagram, I'm more on Facebook, because I'm a bit older, yeah. Yeah, but in, in, in Instagram and um, obviously Chris Allen MMA show on YouTube, just check it out, just give it a subscribe, a lot of people are viewing them, but just see a lot, a lot of people subscribing to the channel, just give it a quick subscribe, we really, really appreciate it, and generally appreciate people viewing it anyway, mate, and obviously thanks to all the guests that come on, mate. And it's just great because now I get to do the show. I get to do something with you. It's nice to be spoken to and be on the other end of the microphone, let's say. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's nice to uh, to get your your in, insight as well. So uh, now it's it's really good that you've uh, you spread out in a in a number of different areas, um, and uh, you know in, in quite a short time. So I'm, I'm sure things will. Uh, We'll keep keep picking up, and uh, once this COVID thing settles down a bit, or you know, you'll be back on uh, some live shows, hopefully. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Oh, I forgot to mention one other thing. Sorry, mate. I left it because um, we got we were lucky to get sponsors as well, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe some of my fighters got sponsors. So I thought I'm only small time here, but some people yeah. were interested in, on the show as well. Got Collie Buds, like cauliflowery prevention stuff. I'm not going to go on a sales pitch, by the way. I'm just going to quickly say. Okay. <laughs> uh, Collie Buds, uh, CBD, Freedom, they're yeah. part of the NHS wellbeing program, so there's right. nothing dodgy going into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah, good. Man. Yeah. yeah, man. So it's, and this has all happened within the space of 12 to 18 months. And yeah. what I say is, if anyone, if anyone wants to do it, just do it. Yeah. Do it, yeah. Man. You never know. I started up just with a Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Within a year, within a year, it got to ten, eleven thousand followers, and you never know, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm blabbing on. No, no, that that was the whole point of asking you. So, because uh, as I said, I've, I've probably known you from this sort of format, twelve months, eighteen months, uh, and uh, you know, I've, you've been on the podcast a couple, a few times, and I think we've been on John's podcast at the same time, and some other 
podcasts as well. Um, and, yeah. and I watch your Facebook page sort of, oh, yeah, you know, Shogun MMA and announcing this fighter. And you're always sending out messages, does it, well, you was before COVID. Does anyone available in three weeks for a heavyweight or a lightweight or whatever? <laughs> Oh, I do miss the matchmaking. Yeah. It can be mental, but that match when I win, I did the cut and the match card for um, the showdown. It was it was great. Yeah. It was great. It would have been better to go and watch it myself, but I, I sort of couldn't because we were flying out on honeymoon that day. Um, oh right. Get away with that. No. I'm like, can we not? But, <laughs> but no, it was, it's actually mad when you watch a card and um, so I watched it on the stream. You watch, you watch the card and think, oh, I, I did that. I spoke to him. It makes it a bit different. And. Um, we got told without being big either, we matched it too well because out of the 16 fights, I think 13 or 12 went all the rounds. Oh, <laughs> so okay. It, it, ended, it ended at like 2 in the morning, so that wasn't the best. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, good experience. Okay, so uh, that brings us to the to the end of the podcast. This has been the MMA show sponsored by Hatton James Legal. Uh, for all your employment law needs, please go to hattonjameslegal.com. That's HattonJamesLegal.com. And this podcast is available on uh, uh, the uh, podcast platform srbmedia.co.uk. So srbmedia.co.uk, king of podcasts. And as I said, it's not just our MMA podcast. There's, we've done a wrestling podcast, Purely Wrestling. Uh, but you can also get your football or soccer if you're in North America. Uh, but I still call it football because it is football. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, if you want to email the show, it's the MMA show 7 at gmail.com. Twitter at uh, the MMA Shower and Facebook, Let's Talk MMA. So this has been the MMA Shower podcast previewing UFC 252, Miocic versus Cormier 3. And really looking forward to that. And it was a great pleasure and honor having a. Uh, Chris Allen from Chris Allen MMA on the show. So thank you, Chris, and uh, all the best. No, no, thank you very much. Enjoyed it. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.